Jesus will keep. Walk by my side in desert's dry. Love me and help me when I cry. So let me sing you one more song in case I leave. I know how I made it. Steps that are slower now I've taken each one by faith. Standing on Jordan's stormy shore, I lift my trembling voice once more. I know how I made it. I made it by grace. God's children are leaving one by one, passing this way and going home. Signs of the time reveal we don't have very long. But each one who stands upon the shore, waving goodbye as they Glory to God, we'll leave here singing that same sweet song. I know how I made it, I made it by grace. Steps that are slower now, I've taken each one by faith. Standing on Jordan's stormy shore, I lift my trembling voice once more. I know how I made it. I made it by grace. Birthdays or wedding anniversaries? Birthday, I know Ms. Linda had birthday. <laughs> Anybody else? All right, happy birthday. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. God bless you. Happy birthday to you. You get your heavenly highways and not and turn to page one. We're gonna start at the beginning of the video. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's how you stick, John. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You are living alone. Your presence. I tasted and see. Of the sweetest of the lots, where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, oh. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here.
turn to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. You know, all of us have things that we wish was certain ways. And here in John chapter 7, Jesus has gone to the temple and he's teaching. And people are listening and they're they're and, and people are, are amazed at what he's saying and and it says in verse 15 in John chapter 7, it says the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? So they're like, how can this guy, he, he, he's not a big scholar, but how does he know these things? And Jesus said in verse 16, he answered and said, But he that sent me, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he seeketh the glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Did Moses did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keep the law? Why do you go about to kill me? So he knew what was in their hearts. They didn't like it, and there was a division among them, and there was those of the the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they wanted to put them to death, and but it wasn't his hour yet. And so there becomes an argument about who Jesus is and what his teaching is, and, and the people are really concerned. They marvel at it, but yet what he's saying to them was not really what some of them wanted to hear. And, and I want to look at that. The last verse of John chapter 7 says, And every man went unto his own house they left and see some of them weren't satisfied with what they were hearing because what jesus was telling them didn't fit what they wanted to know so that was one of the problems with the pharisees and the sadducees when when jesus they, they knew there was something about them and when he comes out and he tells them who he is that they don't want to hear it because it don't fit what they want and i think that happens to a lot of us it's like we want to pick and choose Jesus as what we want and not Jesus as who he is and there's a lot of times when you do that you come you hear God's word you 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 leave unsatisfied <coughs> because you're 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 not getting what you want and, and you know God isn't going to adapt himself to what you want God is God Jesus is Jesus, and we need to understand that. And, and, and that's what he's wanting them to understand. He said, you know, the, we have a lot of people try to find things that suit their own lifestyle. The, 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 the same debate goes on in the church today. and I, I want to find a Jesus that fits my lifestyles, my convictions. And we, 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 we turn to the church that Paul described as he was writing Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 
3 and 4, he says, when there's come a time when, when, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, they shall heap upon themselves teachers, having itchy ears, and they shall turn away from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. And, and, and you know, that, uh, we've got to be careful to what we listen to and what we believe because, like I said, Jesus ain't going to change what he said the whole time. In John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus said this. He said, He answered them, said to them, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and he will come unto him and make our abode with him. Jesus said, If you listen to my words and you apply them to your life and you don't pick and choose, we got it, things going together is what he's basically saying. You know, I think the, the, the thing is that today's society, how do we leave satisfied when we hear God's word? And, and you know, I, I realize that every one of us got problems. But I, I have problems. I here got problems besides me. And, and I have issues. And I'll, I'll share with you one of mine. Last night, I had this weird dream. I have a lot of weird dreams. And I, I, if I would have known no better, I swore I ate a lot of pizza before I went to bed last night, but I didn't. And I had this dream that I had gone to a funeral. And a little while ago, I could have told you the guy's name because I remembered it when I woke up. And like, I really don't know this guy, but I hope I never meet him. Because he was a young man, he died, and he had this boy in my dream. And this boy was probably in his 20s, maybe in the late, mid-20s. And it was me and him, and we was getting ready for the, 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 the funeral. And I'll tell you how weird it is. The boy was trying to tie a tie, and the tie was long. And I realized it was three ties. I said, you don't need but one. And then a friend of his come in and said, but you're wearing a polo shirt. You don't need a tie, period. That's how weird my dream was. Well, in my dream, I go and I said, hey, we got to go down to the, the, to, the, to the funeral. And so we go down or I go down and I'm waiting on him. And, and somehow this funeral home is huge, just like a mall. And I get lost. And when I finally find it, I don't have my Bible. I don't have my notes. And if y'all know me, if I ain't got my Bible, my notes, I'm lost. And, and I was worried. And, and, and then there was these guys in where the, 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 everybody was gathered. And they pulled a truck in. And they were working on where I was supposed to stand. And they said, don't get this stuff on your shoes. And I'm like, I don't know what that's got to do with it. And, and the whole time, I'm like, I'm not ready. I don't even really know this guy. I just met him yesterday. And he's dead now. And I got to talk to the son. And I was so upset because I wasn't ready. And that bothered me. Throughout the whole dream, everything was wrong. And it kept getting worse. I woke up and I didn't want to go back to sleep because I didn't want to go back to that stupid dream. Because I said, if I go back, I'm going to be even in worse shape because I'm going to try to fix it. And instead of saying, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? Maybe, maybe you're trying to show me something about myself. I wanted to make it what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be where I'm okay and everything else is not. But you can't do that line. You've got to understand that there are things out there about you that only person changes God. And you've got to go to him to ask him. So if you want to leave satisfied, you need to ask yourself this morning, what's wrong with me? So I realized after that dream, there's something wrong with me. And, and Julie told me what it was this morning. She said, you've got problems about not being prepared. I'm like, no, I don't. But she was right. That's the issue I've always faced. I, I hate not being prepared, not being in control of a situation.
And let me tell you, there's a lot of things like you're not in control of. And God says, you want to trust me? You want to be satisfied? You've got to listen to me, and you can become better adapted to where you're at. And so this morning, I want to share with you some things we need to have in our life or get rid of in our life so that we can be satisfied when we leave God's house. One of the things is unconfessed sin. You know, that's one of the things I think that, that, that a lot of people say, well, I, I don't have any. You ever said that? Well, 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 I'm glad he's talking to somebody. I wish they'd listen. I wish they'd repent so he'd get off his unconfessed sin. But let me tell you, every one of us has something in our life that we don't want to let go of. You know, it, it's, it, 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 it's, it, 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 it's something that, that's come between us. And a lot of times it becomes our God because we feed it more than we worship the Lord. You know, uh, you know, in Isaiah chapter 29, verse 15 says this. It says, Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord. And their works are in the dark. And they say, Who seeth us? And who knoweth us? People want to say, Hey, nobody knows. This is just mine. Anybody, you know, anybody got a, a, a sin that, that you, you think nobody knows about? Well, let me tell you, probably everybody else knows about it. If nobody else knows, God knows about it. I mean, you know, hey, I, I, I've got a sin, and I love to eat, and I'll tell you, and basically, if you look at me and say, no, not you. No, you, you, you are the picture of perfect health. Well, no, because of the way I, I, I want to be, you can tell it's not. Let me tell you, your sin eventually shows. Like I said, God knows what it is. He already knows your heart. He don't look at you the way we do. You can come before everybody. You can look prim. You can look proper. You look like everything's okay. But if your heart's wrong, God knows. If you got sin in your life, God knows. You can't hide it from Him. And, and who are you going to you're saying, no, I'm not telling you to stand up. I'm not a Catholic priest where you come and say, Father, for I have sinned. That's, that's not what we do. You go to the one who already knows. And you confess it to him. Because he already knows, but he's just waiting to hear. You want to know why you're having problems hearing from God? You want to know why things aren't like they used to be? Because there's something come between you and God. say well well preacher i i i what it amounts to is i, I can't concentrate because it's too hot i can't concentrate because it's cold well let me tell you the temperature ain't it's too hot you're always too cold he's always too hard he's spitting way too much the person in front of me keeps getting in the way we make all kind of excuses as to why we don't listen to god god hasn't changed you know, Hebrews 4.13 says this. It says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto his eyes of him with whom we have to do. The writer of Hebrews says, God sees everything. You can't hide it. As a large individual, I like big clothes. Well, know why? I can hide 
in my big clothes. But you know what all that is? Is it's big clothes on it doesn't change the fact. I could put on a baseball cap and hide that I don't have no hair. But guess what? All I'm doing is hiding it. It's still the truth. Let me let me let me share something with you, Christian. When you got saved, he moved in. So guess what? Those things you do in private that you think nobody knows, he knows. Those thoughts you have, he knows. You're laid out bare for him to see. You can't hide it. You can fool us, but we ain't the ones you got to worry about. That's that's the problem. And, and so, well, well, I, I I just don't get nothing out of. Well, maybe there's something you need to come to God about. I mean, you think about it, the cure. For unconfessed sin is hard, but it's also easy. The psalmist said in Psalms 19, 12, he says, Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from, from secret faults. The psalmist said it best. I love it. He said, you know, who can understand his errors? Basically, who's going to confess that they got problems? Well, just ask God to cleanse you from it. You know, it's easy to ask... But it's hard to do. How many of you have ever gone to the doctor? The doctor says, I want you to do so and so, so and so, so. Sure thing, doc. You got this. No problem. Until you do it. You know, the hardest thing I, I've had to give up lately, I love bread, pasta, meat, potatoes. Those three things I could live off of. You tell I do. But guess what I've had to give up? Bread, pasta, and potatoes. Hardest thing in the world. And it seems that as soon as you say, hey, Lord, I, I'm going to do this, it's like everybody in America says, hey, you want a piece of bread? You want to come eat spaghetti with us? You, you want some French fries? It, it's, it's amazing. When, when there's something in your life that you know you've got to get rid of, Satan bombards you with things. He tempts you because he does not want you to change. He wants to keep a wall between you and God. The hardest thing to do is to do it. The hardest thing in the world is to say, Lord, cleanse me, and actually many. The hardest thing to do is to admit, I've got sins, and actually admit you've got sins. Because here's what usually happens. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in this bad of shape if Julie quit cooking this. I wouldn't do this if she quit asking me to go to a restaurant. I can blame everything on her as to why I'm in the condition I am. But guess what? Whose fault is it? It's mine. I can stop everything I'm doing and say, well, Lord, I can't do this. I can't do it. God said, all you got to do is bring it to me and willingly bring it to me and leave it right here. The hardest thing to do with unconfessed sin is to confess it to the Father and leave it and repent of it. Repenting means not just stepping aside from it and watching it. It means to turn away from it and get away from it completely. It's the hardest but the easiest thing to do. And that's one of the things we got to work on. We need to get rid of the unconfessed sin in our life. We need to get rid of the lukewarmness in our life. How many of you like things that are just lukewarm? How many of you like cold, you know, I ain't going to say cold because some people actually like cold coffee. How many of you like lukewarm coffee? 
Isn't that just delicious? Don't work I'm going to leave this cup sitting right here till it cools off to where you can't stand to drink it. You know, we, there, what's bad is there's many of us, the problem we have is that we're lukewarm. We have no but being this way. We like being on the fence. We like straddling. We like being, well, well, hey, I'm not going to take a stand. You know, we, we, we don't, we, we, we don't want to do anything. Matthew chapter 6, verses 40 through 41 says this, And he cometh unto the disciples and find them asleep. And he said unto Peter, What, could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, in those verses there, we see the problem a lot of us have. Peter, James, and John wanted to be there with the Lord. When, when Jesus went to pray, they were all for it. We'll go over here. We'll, we, we'll be right here, Jesus. We'll be praying. But in truth, what it amounts to, they said, well, he's doing it over there. Let's go ahead and catch us a nap. We're good. We don't really want to get too involved. That's like if we got Bible school, like you say, oh, hey, I'm so excited. Our church has Bible school, and I hope it does well. And that's the last thing you'll say, the last thing you'll do. There's a lot of you say, hey, I can sing, but guess what? When it comes to joining the choir, you're going to say, well, that's for somebody else. I'm just too tired to do it. Well, guess what? When Jesus says, well, I, I got the cross in mind, but I don't really need to do it because y'all ain't going to accept me anyway. But he went ahead and did it. What's it going to cost you? Oh, I might have to give up. Oh, poor pitiful us that we won't stand up and say, Lord, I don't want to sleep. I want to pray. I want to watch. I want to fall into temptation. I want to do. No, we'd rather just talk about it than do it. We talk about the service center. Oh, what a great, I got, I got a letter from them, and they're telling everything that our, our Baptist service center's doing and all the people that's been helping and, and doing all this wonderful work. How many of you pitched in and done anything for the service center? How many of you, let me ask you a question. This is further on in my notes. I'm going to go ahead and jump to it right now. How many of you have quit praying for this church? A couple of years ago, we started some prayer challenges, and we saw some great things happen. I challenged each one of y'all to pray for five families. How many of y'all quit? You want to know how I can tell we quit? Look around. Just look around. When was the last time you prayed for people to come visit? When was the last time you prayed for people to come join? When was the last time you prayed, Lord, send some workers? Well, I do preach. Do you do it earnestly or is it just an afterthought after we mention it? When was the last time you prayed for your sweetie pie? I mean that God would just bless them beyond measure. See, we've become a church that's lukewarm, thereby becoming a church that's prayerless. We've quit believing in the power of prayer because we're lukewarm. We've done like Peter, James, and John, and we've gone to sleep while we're waiting for everybody else to take up the fight and to take up the cross and to do what we should be doing. While we're not satisfied with the worship, it's because we come to church ready not to be satisfied. 
we come ready to find fault with everything rather than to find glory with Jesus Christ. That's the problem we have. See, that, 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 that's, that, if you can't find the glory of Jesus Christ when you come to God's house, how can you find anything anywhere? If you didn't come to worship this morning, what did you come for? Well, was it habit? Probably. It's Sunday. This is where we're supposed to be. But where, what was your heart? How many of you are I mean, that's, that's just it. We, we, we're unsatisfied because we're, we're coming with a heart that's not ready. We come with a heart full of disobedience. Titus chapter 1 verse 16 says this. It says they profess they know God, but in works they deny Him. Being abominable, being disobedient. And to every good work reprobate. Titus, Paul called it right out. He said, people come and they say that they are, but does it show? When's the last time you invited somebody? When was the last time you talked to When was the last time you did something? Well, preacher, I, I'm not what I used to be. I'm older. Well, well, well guess what? You're going to continue to get older. There's no stopping that. You just got to do it a little slower than you used to do. It's like this. My doctor told me to walk. And hey, for the first week, we got out and walked every day. Guess what? I blamed the heat. I blamed the rain. I blamed everything on what I should be doing versus what I'm doing. You know, one day we're going to stand before the Lord. What are you going to tell him? I used to. Well, I used to do a lot of things too. But if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Well, know why you're not where you used to be? Because you lost it. Because you're not using it. Well, I can't sing like I used to. We ain't asking you to be the perfect choir, are we, Gina? We just want people to come up here and do off with us. I mean, look, we probably fit everybody up here just about. So, well, who are we going to sing to? John. He'd appreciate it. That's right. I mean, does it matter? Does it matter who's out here if we're all enjoying praising the Lord? Does it matter if, if, if nobody, listen, listen, if you do what God calls you to do, He will bless your efforts. I know that. I've seen it. I've lived it. We forgot it. And we wonder why this whole group of people, some of them went home and, and, and they were unsatisfied because Jesus didn't answer it the way they to because they had problems in their life. If Jesus was to show up today, if he was to step out on the clouds right now, 
how would you feel? See, in my dream last night, when I walked into that room and there was nothing that was there that should have been, I woke up with a, with a feeling of nervousness. I woke up upset because what I was supposed to be there for, I could not do. In my dream, there was a young man who nobody cared that his dad had died. And in my dream, when I walked into that room, couldn't find my Bible, couldn't place. I'm like, what could I have done? When I woke up, I'm like, that, that young man in my dream, I let him down. Because he needed somebody to say it was going to be okay. And I couldn't even do that because I was unprepared. And that bothered me more than anything. I was unprepared. And then what bothered me too was that nobody cared. There was a room full of people sitting at tables. Why they were at the tables at a funeral, I don't know. But all they were worried about was nobody was coming to them to wait on them. And there was a young man who had lost everything. And nobody cared. You know what? There's a world that has lost everything. And it seems nobody cares. We're too busy wanting things for ourselves so let me ask you a question what's Jesus to you because if you say he's your Lord and Savior are you living it or are you just pretending will you go home unsatisfied today because you missed an opportunity to get close to him Or are you going to leave here uncaring because it doesn't bother you anymore? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, as we come to you this morning. Father, as we come, Lord, the question in my heart is, well, what am I not doing? Father, and, and, and in, in, in the hours since this dream, you've showed me so many things that, that I need to take care of, those sins in my life, that I need to, to ask for forgiveness, and not just ask for forgiveness, but once I do, turn aside from them. So Father, for me this morning, my prayer is, Lord, give me strength and give me wisdom that I might be what I need to be for you. Lord, what I also pray is, Lord, not only me, but I know there's others here today that are going through things. Lord, they need some help making it through so they can be what they need to be for you. Lord, there's some that just need to be shaken and awakened. So, Lord, I pray this morning, whatever the people stand in need of, Lord, you, you let them see what it is. And, Father, Lord, you, you give us the strength to do it. So, Lord, I don't know what anybody needs this morning. I know what I need. But, Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you'll, you'll bless those that need it. You'll help those that need it. And, Lord, those who just need to be awakened, awaken them this morning. 
Have your way in this invitation. In the Lord's name I pray. Amen. Ask and your feet. We're going to sing page 107. As we sing, you listen to the Holy Spirit.
in the heat. I mean, like I said, this ain't been summer. This has been something else. Take care of yourself. Uh, if you can't come to us on Wednesday night, we're still talking about the rapture and uh, glorified bodies. And uh, right now we're fixing to go into the great, the, the judgment seat of Christ and talk about that. So uh, you can come join us on Wednesday nights. Uh, remember our Bible school. If you want to know some more information about it, see Bree. You want to help us? And, and, and so well, I'm not sure if I can. Just show up that night and we'll put you to work. If you want to say some stuff, hey, we'll take your donations. You say, well, I can't. I, I got some stuff I can't get to. Call one of us. We'll come get it. And, and I pray you have a blessed and wonderful week. Rick, will you close this in prayer this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you for another beautiful day here, Lord Jesus. Give thanks to you for all the many blessings this church has given to you. Lord, as we leave this church, dear Lord, may nurse the ministry.